What's up, what's going on, and welcome to another episode of Finding Your Water. I am your host, Minister Joe Moss, aka Jotivation. And Finding Your Water is a podcast that is geared to helping people that are young in their faith discover their God-given gifts so they can fulfill their ultimate purpose in life. And we are starting a new series on friendship. So over the course of these next few episodes, we're going to be talking about being a good friend. And sometimes that's easy as long as you make time to hang out, remember their birthdays, answer text messages. You know, you're pretty much eligible for the Great Friend Award, right? Well, friendship might feel easy when life is easy. But when it gets more complicated, when your friends are hurting or struggling, what do you do? What do you say? What should you not say? When our friends need help, there are no easy answers. But in the next few weeks here, we're going to follow the lead of a few people who we learn who have been there. Through the stories of Job, Ruth, Naomi, Elijah, Eli, and Hannah, we're going to see how God invites us to be with people when they're grieving, when they're lonely, when they're in need, or feeling helpless, and how God is already with them. Stay tuned. This episode is going to bless your life. In this episode of Finding Your Water, you know, we're going to, we're going to be exploring a few things here. And the big idea is that we want to find a way to be with people when they're when they're grieving. You know, sometimes people go through a tough time, whether it's the loss of a loved one or some type of, you know, death in their family or even a, um, some type of leader that is guiding them. But, you know, the, the Bible talks about some things and it, and it leads us and gives us scripture and stories to, to live by. And so we're going to be exploring, you know, we're going to be in Job, you know, we're going to be in Psalms, we're going to be in Romans. And, um, you know, as we start this series, you know, called With You, welcome. You know, the goal of the next few weeks is pretty simple. When a friend is having a hard time, we want to figure out how we can be there for them. You know, and it all starts, to believe it or not, with something called emotional intelligence. And so this may be a familiar term. It may not be. But, you know, everybody that is listening to this right now is intelligent, of course. But there are different kinds of intelligences. So you can be intelligent about music or language, or math, or athletics, or Marvel Universe, right? But let's see how smart you are about your feelings. See, see, see sometimes people's emotions can be easy to read. Other times, it might take a little more effort. And so, you know, just because someone may have a smile on their face doesn't mean that they're happy. Just because someone may be resting in, in a face that may look like a like like they're mean or something, it may not necessarily mean that <laughs> that they are that they're having a bad day. Right. You know, so we always have to be constantly aware of what is what is actually going on with us. You know, did you know? The scientists used to believe that 
there were only six distinct human emotions. Now they identify at least 27. And there are a lot of feelings to keep up with. And so there are things like, you know, in love or scared, excited, bored, relieved, insulted, confused, annoyed. And, you know, there are, there are many things that come out at different times. And so we need to be aware of these emotions that, that we have to deal with um, throughout life. Okay, so you have 10 seconds starting now to try to name every emotion that you've felt so far today. Go. Keep going. And time. Emotions are very complicated. You know, take grief, for example. Which we feel when we experience the loss of someone or something that, that matters to us. Grief isn't one of the 27 emotions we mentioned because grief is a combination of a lot of feelings like sadness, fear, confusion, nostalgia, anxiety. And there, there are some more that are attached to that. So when a friend is experiencing all of those feelings at once, it is understandable that you might have feelings of your own, like sympathy, anxiety, may experience some type of awkwardness, or just straight-up confusion. When a friend is grieving, you don't always know what to say or what to do. And you definitely don't want to say the wrong thing. You know, should you get, should you call them? Should you give them space? Should you just act sad? You know, try to make them laugh. Say something or not say anything. You know, it, it's, it's tough because we don't want to make the mistake, you know, of, of saying something or doing something or expressing, you know, you know, some false emotion to someone to try to help them feel better. So when someone is experiencing loss, people usually mean well, but guess what? Sometimes they say the wrong thing. Like here's some things that some people say that, that want, you know, that try to comfort people. Well, you know, God needed an angel. Or everything happens for a reason. Or God will never give you more than you can handle. Oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Or even, I know exactly how you feel. Followed by a story that is not relevant at all. So when someone is grieving, what do you think these, why do you think these statements are helpful? You know, you think about it. When someone is grieving, comments like these can be hurtful because they minimize a person's pain and rush them to just get over it. 
So if we want to be people who love God by loving others well, we've got to figure out how to love others when they're grieving. I want to know, have you ever felt awkward around someone who was experiencing a big emotion like grief? And why were you uncomfortable? The Bible is full of guidance and wisdom about how to love God and others. But the Bible is full of stories that show us what not to do as well. And one of these stories is the story of Job and his friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. You know, Job is the main character in the Old Testament book of Job. And he had it all. We're talking 10 kids, a wife, tons of animals, a bunch of land. He was happy, wealthy, and he loved God too. But suddenly, everything was taken away from Job. His animals were either stolen or killed. All of his children died in a natural disaster. He got sick with horrible sores all over his body. He was his only remaining family member. His wife told him to give up. She actually said, curse God and die. Then his friends showed up and lectured him. See, While Job was grieving, his friends gave long speeches telling him what to do, making assumptions about his character, and making judgments about why God let this happen to Job. God eventually spoke and said to Job's friends, needed to stop, just stop talking. Like, just just shut up. But Job reacted this way. And to find out how Job reacted, let's let's actually go and, and read it in Job 16, verse 2. So Job was at the point where he's just, he's just like, just be quiet. This is actually his fifth speech, and it was a response to Eliphaz. Let's pick it up, actually pick it up in verse 1. It says, then Job spoke again. He said, I have heard all this before. What miserable comforters you are. Won't you ever stop blowing hot air? What makes you keep talking? I could say the same things if you were in my place. I could spot off criticism and shake my head at you. But if it were me, I would encourage you. I would try to take away your grief. Instead, I suffer if I defend myself, and I suffer no less if I refuse to speak. But Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar didn't always have it wrong. They weren't always yapping and, and, and giving, you know, misinformed in speeches and lectures. You know, they actually had a, a few things right when they first started. So when Job's friends first heard about his troubles, they, they, sympath, they sympathized with Job. You know, they had compassion for Job when, when he was hurting. They actually cared. They also worked together. So together, they made plans to comfort their friend. They knew him. They knew each other. And they they knew um, that he shouldn't be alone. Another thing that that his friends did is they, they showed up for Job. 
they cared enough about Job to make a trip to see him. Okay, and they also emphasized with Job where Eliphaz, Bildab, and Zophar didn't simply show Job sympathy. They went the extra mile and showed him empathy. So empathy isn't just feeling bad for somebody. It's, it's feeling their feelings with them. Either because, you know, you've experienced what they've experienced before or because you're trying to put yourself in their shoes. So in, in our culture, we're not accustomed to tearing our clothes or sprinkling dust on our heads when we're grieving, like it says in the Bible. But we can see how affected Job's friends were. Although the catastrophes that happened to Job um, had not happened to them, they made Job's pain their pain. So Job's friends sat with him for an entire week. Talk about dedication. They were patient because they knew grief is not a quick process. They were also silent. They knew Job's pain couldn't be fixed with a few kind words. So they didn't speak, at least not for a while. This was probably difficult, but they seemed to know Job's circumstances were so overwhelming that where no words, there were no words that could capture what was really happening. So later, God would correct Job's friends for all the words they said after the first week. But God never corrected them for being present. God never corrected them for sitting nearby. God never corrected them for simply being with their friend. Here's something for you to think about. When Job was grieving, what did his friends do that was helpful? What did they do that wasn't helpful? So when someone is grieving, they don't need us to lecture them, correct them, or quickly fix it. They simply need us to be with them like God is with us. And the Bible says in Psalms 34, verse 18, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. There's a Jewish tradition inspired by the story of Job and his friends called Sitting Shiva. Now, in this tradition, so after a funeral and the friends and families of those who are grieving live with and care for them for seven days. So, you know, the family and friends come in and they, and they literally live with the family that's going through the tough time for, for seven days. And so depending on the family, Sitting Shiva might include traditions like sitting on low stools, like Job and his friends sat on the ground, or washing their hands before entering the house, lighting the same candle for all seven days, covering all the mirrors. Sitting Shiva, it looks different for different families. 
But the purpose is always to make sure people who are grieving are not alone. So what would it look like for you and I to show up for our friends when they're grieving the loss of someone or something that really mattered to them? So instead of avoiding awkwardness and hoping our friends will quote unquote, just get over it. How can we show them how much we care about them? How can we make it? Can we make, how can we make their loss our loss? How can we be with people when they're grieving? How can you be with someone in grief? I mean, just think about it for a second. I mean, it can be pretty uncomfortable to be with people during, you know, one of the most moments in their life, but it's worth it. So when we show up for our friends who are grieving, our friend can see God's love and care for them through our love and, and care for them. Okay, so, so we, can, we get to see God at work in our friends' lives. God can work not only through us, but in us as well. As God's spirit helps us become more compassionate, patient, selfless, and loving. With practice and especially God's help, we can learn how to be the kind of friend our friends need when they're going through something challenging. And wouldn't it be great if we could learn <laughs> you know, that now, before our friends really, really need us, you know, get some practice in before we get started or have to experience something like that. But grieving looks different for everyone. So, so there's not one correct way to be with a friend who's grieving. But here's a start. Let's look at a few things here. So when a friend is grieving, you want to let them know that you're there. You know, you don't even have to talk. Just let them know that you're there, you know, through your, you know, through your words and actions. Offer them a ride to church or to school. You know, if, if they want to hang out, you know, send a text, grab a few of your friends together like Job's friends did. You know, if, 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 it, if it helps your friends feel a little less alone. Now, another thing is that you can just simply listen. You know, this, they may not want you to talk about, you know, what's going on. But when they do, try not to interrupt. They may not want to say a word. They might just, they might just want you just in their presence. A key thing, you know, when it, when it comes to someone that's, that's grieving is you got to be patient. Your friend... <laughs> may need your support for days, maybe weeks, or even years. You know, what they need from you may look different over time as grief eases, but keep checking in with your friends as time goes on. Even if they don't seem sad, um, or, or you know, they may feel like they seem like they've gotten over some of things, you know, maybe better than, than it was at the beginning, it doesn't mean that they're still not grieving. Another thing is that you want to remember important dates. 
Your friend may be sad around big anniversaries. So do, so do things to make life a little less stressful for them. You could pick up their homework. You know, you could bake them some cookies. You know, you can write a card. You know, you could pick up some food for them. Grubhub always works. Or even confidentially explain, you know, to people around them, you know, what they're struggling with in a roundabout way. And another thing is that you got to take care of yourself. When a friend is grieving, remember, they might have outbursts or mood swings that understand it's, it's not about you. And, and it may not even be tied to, to you. So just try not to take it personally. Talk about how you're feeling with a trusted adult and make sure you have the support you need to support your friend. So what Job's friend got right was being willing to sit with Job without saying a word because that's what he needed. So as you go through life today, think about how equipped you are to sit and be with your friends that need you. Romans 8.28 states, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Even though this verse is true, why is it not the most helpful verse to quote to someone who is grieving? What's a verse you could share instead? You may be thinking, this sounds good in theory, but there's one problem. I don't even have friends who would come to me or who I would go to during a time of crisis. If that's you, I get it. If I've had times in life when I felt that way too. Making and keeping friends isn't easy for everyone all the time. But if you feel a little friendless right now, Remember, it won't always feel that way. Whether you feel this way or not, I want to challenge you to start thinking of each other as a community that you can rely on. So we, we can be the kind of people who care for each other and look out for each other. Keep an eye out for each other. But in, in, in our situation... You know, in our group, in our, in our, in our sector, in our, you know, in our team, who may be searching for friends or someone to talk to and start building those relationships. So matter, no matter your situation right now, ask yourself, how aware am I of the feelings of my friends and family? How comfortable am I reaching out when someone needs support? How comfortable am I listening to people and not needing to respond? How comfortable am I with silence? Who do I know that is grieving right now? 
what would it look like to be with them? Remember, if you want someone to know God is with them, we need to be with them too. So just be reminded, you know, this week, I hope you'll go out of your way to be with someone when they're grieving. So hopefully this helps you, you know, be a better friend. You know, and, and friendship is so important, especially when things get tough. You know, it's easy to be a friend when things are easy. But when people are having a hard time, you know, what do we do? What do we say? What should we not say? Hopefully this episode blessed your life in a way where, you know, you can be a better friend and allow God to work through you as you help others become a better version of themselves. As you find a way to put yourself in their shoes and just to be a little bit more emotional, intelligent in a way that it helps more than what you can even begin to understand. So your presence alone is great. Maybe talking a little less, but being there, understanding, and showing up with the love of God is what matters the most. To much love to you. Until next time, next week we'll be talking about being with people when they're lonely. So you want to stay tuned for that, that next episode. So God bless you. Much love to you. This is Minister Joe, also known as Joe Devation. AKA Joe Moss.